and welcome to here's Johnny's Reviews, the movie review podcast that will try to be nice to movies, but may not be slicing and dicing them. Each and every month there's a thing, and as it's October, I'm doing one-off October, which is my look at movies that never got a sequel. Tonight, I'm kicking things off with The Others from 2001, starring Nicole Kidman. Now, I saw this thing three times in cinemas, as this is right up my alley. As much as like a good old slasher, I'm more of a haunted house, slow-burning horror kind of person. Give me spooky atmosphere over blood, guts and gore any day. This is why I like uh, The Haunting and Sidious and House on Hood and Hill 59, that is not a shitty remake, etc, etc. I mean, I just love slow-burning, spooky-ass atmospheres other than blood, guts, slash and gore and sock like crap, you know. Hmm. Anyway, as I says, give me a good old-fashioned, no-jump-scare, spooky-ass story and I'm fucking in bliss. See, this is the problem with modern horrors, is it's all blood, guts and gore, and far too many fucking jump scares for some bloody well good. Plus, modern horror films, actually the modern horror film gore, uh, has no time for a slow burn. They want instant access, instant flash, instant gore, instant blood splatter, da 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 boom! No, you want slow down, just have a bit of spooky atmosphere going. Anyway, with that, let us head into the fog and find out just what is haunting that house. With its $17 million budget, this thing pulled in $210 million. So, Halloween 2018 wasn't the first horror movie in 20 plus years to crack the $100 million mark. Yeah, well done, you fucking pure bullshit. Anyway, <clears throat> starring Nicole Kidman, uh, Alanakin Mann, James Bentley, Fiona, Fiona, I pronounce that name, Fiona Flanagan, Eric Sykes, and Christopher Eccleston, directed by Alejandro Amendebar. I think it's pronounced his name. Anyway, the plot is 1945 on the Channel Islands. A woman and her two kids, both are sick with a photosynthetic illness, wait the return of their husband from World War Two. Thing is. Not only is the woman highly stressed with sickly kids, but their stately house they live in is haunted. Can she protect the kids from the spirits? Will the husband come back from the war? What is with the creepy new staff? Find out here. So the myth opens up on drawings from a storybook. As we hear Nicole Kidman playing Grace, telling us a bedtime story of how God created everything in seven days. Are you sitting comfortably? Good, I will begin. Once the titles are over, we see Grace waking up screaming. Is this from a nightmare or what she did? Hmm. Then out of the fog, do we see three new staff members? A maid, Miss Mills, played by Fleona Flanagan. She's a no-nonsense type. A gardener, Mr. Tuttle, played by Eric Sykes. He's a grumpy old man. And a young maid, Lydia, played by Elaine Cassidy. She is mute and or shy. And notes, Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise hired Eric Sykes after loving his stage work. So he was hired as the grumpy gardener. Also, even though this house is supposed to be in Jersey, this is actually in Spain. Anyway, once the intros are over, Grace explains a week ago the original staff vanished into thin air and she needs help with the house and indeed her children. The house is fucking huge. 
I think you did more than three staff for this bloody gigantic uh, manor house, my God. I mean, Grace shows them the kitchen, tell them them the times the meals are to be um, set out, i.e. lunch at 1pm and dinner at 7pm. She then explains her husband went off to war and should be back any time now. Grace then tells the staff no door will be opened unless the previous one is locked, as this is due to light to keep the light uh, I can't fucking speak. To keep the light uh, why can't I fucking speak? The light pollution down to a minimum. Also, all curtains must be closed to at all times due to the children having. Uh, here we go. Here, <clears throat> extroderma pigmentosum. I'm gonna pronounce that. Which is an illness that means no daylight, not any light, more than a candle light, can hit their skin, or they will to be immediately blister and have terrible sores. She then intros the two maids to the children. Once the curtains are all closed, they are Anne, played by Alanakin Mann, and Nicholas, played by James Bentley. Grace also explains there's no electric, no telephone, or radio. In fact, she has no noise whatsoever, as she hates noise. It will send off one of her migraines. Now, normally, I hate children actors in movies. However, Anakin matches Kidman's manic performance, and Bentley plays sickly kid well. During breakfast, the children complain the food tastes funny. Anne and Nicholas then continue to bicker as to whether their father will come home from the war or not. Anne then asks if Mrs Mills will leave them like the other staff did, and Mills says no, she's there forever. Anne explains once the other staff left, their mother went mad after the quote-unquote accident. Grace pulls Mrs Mills away to question her as to why... She's here, as the postman never came to pick up the post. Therefore, how could they be answering the newspaper ads if she still has the letter in hand? She explains that they saw this big, gigantic house with no staff, so popped in and off chance, they'll need staff. Okay, that's not suspicious at all then, is it? Hmm. Miss Mills continues to show up there at the house years earlier, so she has the house like a back of her hand. Okay then. Grace then tells Mrs Mills, to pay the kids no mind as like paying tricks and making up stories later afternoon during Bible study because of course these are homeschoolers I mean you see that it was during World War 2 so eh. the kids laugh at the children in the story that the Roman governor had killed for believing in Jesus Christ with Anne saying she would have lied to the governor but secretly believed in Christ behind his back Grace isn't pleased, saying in doing so, they will be sent to Kid Limbo, one of four hells. Grace then gets Nicholas to fire off the four hells. One is for the damned, two is purgatory, three is limbo, and four is normal hell. Okay, little boy, run for the fucking hills. She then puts the fear of God into them, saying, if they lie, they will fry in the fires at the centre of Earth forever. The fuck, lady? I mean, your daughter is 10 or 11 and your fucking son's about 6 or 7. Why the fuck are you giving this whole fucking hellfire and brimstone crap? Jesus, jinkies, calm down a riot off. I mean, my lord. <clears throat> anyway, Grace has had enough of the children, so sends them to separate rooms to study a whole textbook. When they complain, they will see ghosts. She has had enough of it and yells at her kids. Sending the smart with Anne to music room while she deals with the terrified Nicholas, telling him if he 
ever gets scared, squeeze the rosary beads in his hands real tight and Jesus will protect him. With that, she leaves them to read. Moments later, she hears a child crying and she runs to Nicholas, but this time he is fine. So, so and she goes and tells her she wasn't crying, it was the ghost boy Victor. But Grace is having none of it and calls her a bloody liar. Until she sees the unlocked door. So choose out the staff. Who has no idea what the hell she's talking about? Hmm. Yeah, love, I think the mystery is solved as to why the other staff left. You're fucking bug nuts insane, love. Over lunch of soup. And tells Nicholas she saw the ghost boy Victor. Then mocks the mute young maid. Saying, what's she going to do, tell on him? In this, it's a kind of a little bit bratty move to do. Isn't it? Oh, I mean, for crying out loud. Anyway, she then goes on to scare Nicholas. Saying... What she thinks ghosts are like, i.e. white sheets and chains. How very Victorian is that? Hmm. As Nicholas says, but they can't be ghosts, blah, 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 blah. That night, as the fog rolls in, Anne wakes up Nicholas to tell him Victor is in the room playing with the curtains. Anne continues to mock the scared Nicholas, calling him a custody, custody, coward, coward. The fuck that is. Hmm. As she closes the curtains, only for him to fly open immediately. And then argues with the ghost boy, frightening Nicholas even more. Is this a sick game she's playing on her little brother, or is it actually a ghostly boy? Hmm. Nicholas screams when his face is then touched. So Grace runs in, yelling at Anne. She is fed up with the pranks and how she has to have her reading from the Bible in the main hallway. Once done, Grace demands she asks the Virgin Mary for forgiveness. However, Anne bites back, saying she is not bloody well lying. The two bicker, with Anne saying she can't go to hell. She's baptised. So Grace forced her to read on the staircase alone. Mrs Mills serves Grace her afternoon tea, asking how long Anne will be punished. It's been three days. Three days reading the Bible non-stop. Not even five years in Sunday school and four years in Catholic school. By the way, I get thrown out for asking too many questions. Go figure. Did I read the Bible non-stop for three fucking days? Jesus criminies. Anyway, Mrs Mills points out the fact that the priest will visit soon. Grace, saying he hasn't been there on over seven weeks due to the fog. Then complaining she can hear Lydia running up and down the hallways late at night. Grace is then left alone to have her tea when she hears loud footsteps coming upstairs. So she goes to investigate to the noise. However, she sees Lydia is outside with Mrs Mills, so who the frick is running up and down the halls? Grace thinks it's Anne, however, she's been standing in the staircase reading. By the way, this little girl is bathed in light, yet she's supposed to be photosynthesized. Uh, photo, what do you know, diseases. Hmm... Grace hears running upstairs, therefore this is not Anne. So she demands answers from Anne, but she refuses, saying the last time she told the truth, she was punished heavily for it. Grace then tells her to tell the truth, so Anne says, try the junk room, which has light coming from under the door. So she takes out and finds it's full of furniture covered in sheets and ghost whispers as a door slams shut behind her. With Grace in a panic after Anne tells her she's seen at least four ghosts running around saying it's their home, not theirs. They, they will remove the curtains if they don't move. 
She tells the staff that someone else is in the bloody well house. Mrs. Mills says it's an old house, nothing to worry about. I mean, it's only the creaks of, of uh, wooden floorboards and such, and the pipes of the water pipes coming down, etc. etc. Standard ghost story crap. I'm in here. Now, this got me thinking when the first time I saw this thing. Is she a demon sent to torment Grace or an angel sent to help the children? And shows Grace one of the drawings of the family in the house a father, a mother, an old woman. And a little boy, saying she has seen the mother and father twice, the boy five times, and the creepy old woman 14 separate occasions. With that, Grace gets the staff to hunt for these people. As Anne tells her, her mother, Victor told him the old woman is a witch that continually asks her multiple questions. So, Grace loads a shotgun and hunts down the family. Finding nothing, she's driven more mad by these whispering ghostly voices. Meanwhile, the children put in a nursery, Nicholas saying it's a ghost with Anne tormenting him. So, no, 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 they can't be ghosts. Ghosts are white-sheeted, rattling chains. Once Anne tells Mrs Mills she's read ghost stories uh, in a book, so Mrs Mills asks her she shouldn't believe everything she's read in books. Books are fictitious. Anne says, well, that's true. She doesn't believe what she read in the Bible. She doesn't believe that God created heaven and earth in seven days. Mrs. Mills asks her if she's told her mother that, and she says no, she's too afraid of, due to punishments. Cut to Grace, using Anne's drawing to look at people in old uh, photographs she's found in the attic, with Mrs. Mills telling them the ones with their eyes closed are not asleep, they're dead. And note, the Victorians took family photographs of dead relatives. That's why, in an old photograph, only the still people are in focus because it took hours to take a photograph so the blood ones are alive. It's all very macabre. Anyway, Mrs Mills points out grief will make people do the strangest things. As later that night, by a fireplace, Grace asks Mrs Mills when she walked to the house. Mrs Mills answers in all vague answers, saying she worked there as part of a team of 15, but only three were left. Original employers left to go to London. Ever since then, they've been going house to house, helping out when needed. Grace tells Mrs Mills she misses her family. She hasn't heard from them since they left in 1940, when the island was evacuated. So Mrs Mills tells her they left the house years ago after the TB outbreak. And note, from the little research I can find on this. This was about the 1840s, I think it was, 30s or 40s. Also, between 1940 and 1945, Nazis took over the island, sending 1,200 people to concentration camps. So there's no way one long lone woman and her children could have kept the Nazis at bay with one shotgun. Hmm. Anyway, later at night, Grace checks on her kids and says sorry to Anne for being so harsh on her, and kisses her goodnight. Nicholas then asks, when's daddy coming home? Grace says, when the war is over. Cut to Grace, crying softly to herself, sitting in the bedroom, where she hears music coming from the music room. Off she goes to hunt down who is playing the bladdy piano, with shotgun in hand. When she enters the room, the music stops, and no one is in there. As she leaves, the door slams shut in front of her, and is locked. So Grace calls Mrs Mills and scrambles up the keys. Finding the room empty, 
and the piano is unlocked, which Grace locked before leaving the room moments earlier. Over tea, Mrs Mills tells Grace she believes sometimes the world of the living mixes with the world of the dead. Grace has none of that, of course. As next morning, Grace leaves to fetch the priest, but gets lost in a fog, or at least a fog won't let her leave. Grace, before leaving, tells Mr Tuttle to search the grounds for gravestones, as she believes this place is haunted and she needs to, because something about there was a graveyard supposed to be on the grounds, but she never found it when she moved in. Hmm. As she leaves, Mrs. Mills and Mr. Tuttle bury the gravestones by the lake with leaves. So these aren't angels then, these are demons. Hmm. They also say that maybe she's not quite ready, but the kids are ready. So what the hell's going on here? As Grace walks into the fog, she's lost in the woods. Out of the fog comes her husband, Charles, voiced by Christopher Eccleston, pre-Doctor Who. The two embrace, with her saying the army said he was dead. He says, quote, they say that a lot, and a lot of things are not true. That the reason he didn't return home is because he was lost. The fog lifts and the two go back home. Mrs Mills is stunned to see Charles. He goes to see his children, who are both hugging and kissing him, crying openly, saying their mother is mean to them. With that, he's bedridden, as downstairs Grace and the kids eat dinner, and questions, where do the men that died during the war, the war go? Grace says the good guys go to heaven, where the baddies go to hell. And asks, what about the ghost in the house? Grace says there's no such thing. So Anne throws a hissy fit until Grace sends her to bed with no pudding. Mrs Mills stops the crying child, telling her everything will work out very soon. She also has seen the ghostly family, so she knows these are real ghosts. Later at night, the staff meet up in the garden shed as they discuss what to do with the family, i.e. Grace and the two children. Saying the children will be easy to turn, but Grace will put up a fight. As for the dad, well he's a fucking lost cause. Next morning, Grace dresses Anne in a white First Communion dress, leaving Anne alone to play. Anne is then possessed by the old lady. However, Grace is too busy with Charles to care, as Charles is in a depression slump. Grace turns a half hour later to find her child has been taken over by the old woman. And this scene will ever be ruined by a scary movie. Archives. As Grace sees a woman and not Anne. The, are you mad? It's me, mommy. Thing comes from the old woman's face. Grace chokes the woman. Suddenly, it's Anne again, who runs off crying into Mrs. Mill's open arms. In the kitchen, Mrs. Mill tells Grace Anne demands to see her father. So Anne tells him what has happened during he was away. Mrs. Mills tells her, to leave all to the staff, and they know what must be done. With that, Grace tells her to bloody well leave. So instead, she goes to talk to Anne. Grace talks to Charles, with him saying he knows everything what happened, quote-unquote, that day. Meanwhile, in their bedroom, the children talk about that day. What is that day? Hmm. Charles Tells her he forgives her, but she must ask the children for their forgiveness. 
then tells her he must return to the front line to fight the war. She screams at him and telling him he had no point going to the war in the first place. The entire island gave up, so why the fuck did he fight the Germans? He uses that as an excuse to leave her trapped nightmare in this house with these bloody kids. So she's completely bug nuts insane now. The two snuggle as by morning he is gone. Grace wakes up alone, searches the grounds to find him, but he is long gone and the fog is extra thick. The kids wake up to find the curtains are off the windows and scream their heads off until Grace returns home. Grace picks up the children and runs to the room, finding all the curtains in the house have been pulled down. Grace runs to a classroom where he uses, she uses a blackboard to cover the window and then Checks the kids, but there's nothing wrong with us. No blisters, no burns, nothing. And screams she wants her daddy, but Grace tells him he's gone. Grace kicks into hyperdrive, demanding the truth from Lydia, as she's stopped by Mrs. Mills and Mr. Turtle, who play it off like it's just fine. Someone has removed the curtains and let some daylight in. This place needs some daylight. You know, it's kind of dark and dingy. Grace is beside herself with panic after Mrs. Mills smugly says the children are now cured. With that, Grace goes on the hunt for curtains. She gets the shotgun and faces off with the staff. Screaming, they want her and her kids out of the house. They want this gigantic house from themselves. Nothing but selfish, nasty, egotistical, egotistical people. And indeed, they'll put the, the fear of God into their children before this ghostly nonsense. So Grace holds Mrs. Mills at gunpoint and she demands she hands over her spare set of keys. She then throws them out. As outside, Mrs. Mills comes up with a plan to reveal the truth. Meanwhile, Grace is going nuts trying to find curtains. Later at night, Grace and Nicholas run into the fog to find their father. Meanwhile, Grace hears footsteps in the attic so goes checked out as outside the children find the gravestones. At the same point, Grace finds a picture of the staff all dead from 1891 and sees the three staff members approaching Nicholas. She screams at him to run for it. They're ghosts. Nicholas doesn't believe it. Said they can't be ghosts. They don't have white sheets and chains. But Anne screams at him to run for it. Grace hears this, so runs after her children. The kids run inside, and she, she tells them to hide from the staff. She then opens fire on the staff. It's no good, however. They're long dead. Grace then runs inside. Grace tells the kids to hide while she deals with these ghostly staff members. Anne and Nicholas hug her one last time before they run off to hide. Mrs. Mills tells Grace she must learn to live as one with the living and indeed the dead. As upstairs, the kids hide in a cupboard. Mr. Turtle tells Grace the intruders are out there and are after the children. As upstairs, a woman, played by Rennie Asherton in her last role, pulls the kids out of the cupboard. Grace runs to find her kids, but they're gone. Grace then goes upstairs to deal with the quote-unquote intruders in the bedroom. Grace finds the old woman with a family holding a seance. Finally, the truth comes out. Grace has killed the kids and indeed herself. The children scream again and again, They're not dead! They're not dead! As Grace grabs the papers and throws them in the room by completely destroying a table. But they're not dead! She screams. The quote-unquote 
ghost families or intruders are Mr. Marish, played by Keith Allen, Mrs. Marish, played by Michelle Farrelly, and Victor, played by Alexander Vince. The wife has enough of this shit and demands them to leave. Once they leave, Grace cuddles the, her kids one more time, telling them she didn't mean to hurt them. She just snapped. Once she found out what she did, she shot herself in the head. So I'm guessing what happened here was she got a letter telling her husband has died during the war and in grief she just snapped. Now she's trapped in this house forever. Mrs. Mills tells her not to worry. She's been dead longer than that. And nothing can happen now. Just time for a cup of tea. Grace cuddles her children through tears. They say, this is our house and refuse to leave. The children then dance in the, in the daylight. Grace says no one can make them leave. The camera pans down to show the Marish family leaving. It looks like a 1950s Bentley as credits roll. So that was The Others, a great haunted house story, or or a reverse ghost story, if you will. Kidman is this entire movie. I like the fact there is no jump scares, no cheap frights. It's just a slow-burning ghost story. Great acting all round, and the script doesn't cheat either. Well, maybe once. I love the fact in some scenes it is actually lit by candlelight. And overall, this is a great Halloween kickoff movie. I'm going to give this thing a very rare 10 out of 10. Now, come back next week as we look at the little-known horror Popcorn from 1990. Then the rest of the month for the rest of the one-off horrors. Now don't forget to like, share, comment and subscribe. Also follow me on Twitter at here's a Johnny's a Pod. Check out my other horror franchise podcasts of House, Resident Evil, Underworld and more. Also my solo podcast of Ghostbusters 1 and 2, The Fog, Christine and many, many more. A bye. And remember, I watch these bad movies so you don't have, uh, rather these movies so you don't have to. Next time, if you're a bump in the night, ask yourself, are they haunting you or are you haunting them? Hmm.